I'm Becky, and you're listening to Reverse Cyclopedia. Typically, encyclopedias are big books of knowledge, but this is the opposite of that. Together with Jed, hello, we'll create a space where it's okay to be dumb, at least temporarily. If you want to get smarter, keep walking, sweetheart! Otherwise, let's find out what we don't know. That you think that you thought you should know Well, it turns out you don't And that's how it goes So sit back, shut up, and enjoy the show It's Reverse Cyclopedia Woo! <laughs> it's my favorite thing Yeah, as it should be I think I say that every episode You know what my favorite thing is? Wi-Fi? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, but it also here, I'm teasing this out for, for, you know, a few minutes in the future, the gang's all here this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's because this, <laughs> this episode is a friend episode. What are we calling these? Uh, a friend episode. And anything better than that, actually. A group episode. Is <laughs> the, that better? The gang's all here. The gang's all here yeah. for this episode. I was going to rank it in order. My favorite things are the gang's all here, Wi-Fi, then you. Uh, I made the top three. <laughs> well, I just use Wi-Fi every day. Oh, okay. <laughs> and you're there too. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's out there now. It's out there for the world to see. I'm replaceable by Wi-Fi. <laughs> no one can replace you unless I have a Wi-Fi girlfriend. Okay. Anyway, speaking of Wi-Fi so many times, uh, how did we do? Let's talk about it. Bad and dumb. Uh, yeah, we're, we're just jumping right into it because it, it's such an awesome topic. Uh, th- that, that's how I feel after the fact. I think everything about this is so fascinating and we should just go right through like the history of things because that's the only way this is going to make sense. Sure. I think we would be remiss to say uh, right from the top if we fucked up in a big way yeah. in our episode because we... I knew this in my mind. Okay. Well, where else would I know it? But I knew this. Uh, in your butt. In my butt. Actually, that Hedy Lamar is actually credited as being the grandmother of Wi-Fi. The, like, she created Wi-Fi. The, the old actor from, you know, yes. it was her peak, like, 40s, 50s. The Hedy Lamar. Hedy? We Headly knew ye. We headly knew. <laughs> Get out. Get out. Leave. I put Wi-Fi in front of you two now. Uh <laughs> No, so Hedy Lamarr and uh, avant-garde composer... George Antiel? Antiel, yeah, I believe. He was known as the bad boy of music. Ooh, hey, um, They, in the 1940s, right, um, in order to... Basically as, like, spyware. Yeah. They understood, or Hedy Lamarr had an understanding of, like, radio technology and radio waves and, um, and the weapons industry, actually. Um, she created or knew that frequencies, if she literally bounced frequencies or, or hopped frequencies that they would shroud like torpedoes oh man yeah so so that's the beginning of wi-fi and that's like the the very you know proto kind of idea that ends up getting to the you know what we use every single day when we were talking about this it reminded me a little bit of the history of video games i read this great little 
graphic novel explaining like the history of video games through the sense like the lens of technology and it's one of those things where creative inventors scientists intellectuals engineers what have you will come up with kind of components of technology that they might not have a clear idea of how it can be implemented until much further down the road yeah when you get other people just sort of playing around and and like helping to evolve this technology into something that we can use every day. Yeah, for sure. Well, and that's kind of what happened with Wi-Fi, right? Like, in the 1940s, right, Hedy Lamar and George, they, like, got it started, and then from there, uh, other people kind of, like, picked up the ball, and there was, in the 1970s, there was uh, Aloha Net, and then uh, the Ethernet was being created yeah. for communications. Well, there's also ARPANET, which was essentially a defense contractor kind of a program. It was, like, strictly government use. Yeah. And it was kind of the early form of, it was, it all came down to packet switching, which I, I don't totally understand. I mean, just to go without saying, like, the reason we're kind of generalizing this is because we don't have a background in engineering and telecommunications, but there is so much... And even reading the articles, I'm like, huh, what? Right, yeah. It, it, it's difficult to kind of like simplify it down for the layman there. But it is kind of like... It, it's technology that we've seen before. It just has a lot of complicated, fancy set dressing to it. Is that I mean, fair? Yeah, and in the simplest terms, right? Mm-hmm. Wi-Fi is radio frequencies. Period. Yeah. End of sentence. <laughs> well, I, I remember we were like talking about this like it had to be so complicated. Like it just has to go over your head. No, it's any kind of telecommunications. Right. It just has... It's, it's optimized for more sophisticated technology. It can just do a lot more for us. Right. Yeah. And really like Wi-Fi really became a large thing after a lot of different steps in like the 1990s. Right. It was like 1991, Apple was like, hey, let's put it on a laptop and give the laptops lots of colors. Awesome. Yeah. And before we forget, Wi-Fi does not stand for fucking anything. Exactly. (laughs) It's just a marketing name. Exactly. What is it? It had like some kind of tie into just the the sense of of music and record playing like a hi-fi that was just sort of kind of the hook for it. Yeah, exactly that. Like they were just like, because there is, uh, because music is on frequencies, right? And on wavelengths um, and radio wavelengths rather, uh, then like Wi-Fi was like, oh, like someone was like, ha ha ha, we'll do hi, it's like hi-fi, except it's Wi-Fi. Like like with the idea that Y stands for wireless, but it's just sort of a little clever mnemonic device. Yeah, it literally is nothing. Wi-Fi is Wi-Fi. It's not, it wasn't meant to be an acronym. It wasn't meant to be abbreviation. Wi-Fi is Wi-Fi. That that did blow my mind a little bit. It's just like some marketing schmuck pulling the wool over everyone's eyes. Well, especially because it's out there in the world that because hi-fi is right, high fidelity, that everybody like... It just immediately was like, oh, it must mean wireless fidelity because it is wireless. It's not using an (laughs) Ethernet cable. Um, But no, nope, that is not what it was. Although it it very well could be. Like, can we talk about that for a minute? Like, it doesn't have to be this like, no, that's not what we meant. They could have been like, yes, absolutely, that's what we meant. Of course, we meant this the entire time. Well, let's pick this back up in the 90s, right? Right. Or right around the late 80s, early 90s, Al Gore, then senator uh, out of Tennessee, basically made a huge advocacy campaign for just like everyone should have this thing called the internet. So it was the, this, you know, small little clusters, pockets of different like colleges and defense departments having some kind of an interconnected network, right? 
but it wasn't until this push for commercialization to be made where it was like, this is something that everyone can use. Everyone should have access to this high-speed information sharing and receiving kind of a thing. So no, Al Gore did not create the internet. There was a lot of like urban myths and people running away with this idea. He even had like an interview in 99 or 2000 where he he basically said, I made the, uh, you know, the initiative to create the internet and it just like went off the rails. They took it out of context. Yeah. As, as we are wont to do, yeah. right? But yeah. like a lot of people in politics and technology, even people from, you know, uh, the other side of the political aisle were basically saying Al Gore deserves so much credit just for allowing us to have the internet. Like he... Like in our homes. Yeah. He was yeah. like sponsoring bills. He He's... He's not like the father, but he's like the uncle who visited all the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I'll put it. Like, he was influential yeah. in bringing you up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was the person, he was the friend in the background being like, you should totally do that. You should totally do that. You should do that. Yeah. Um, and then you end up in prison. Thanks, Al Gore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's where I went with that. We also talked about the cloud, right? And yeah. I had made this, like, ridiculous, which I knew was a bold claim and yeah. not right, but I was like, it's in the Maldives. It's not in the Maldives, right? The right. cloud. Obviously, data needs to pass through somewhere, right? It has right. to like be stored in in some kind of. Well, now I'm thinking it's a vault, but it's not a vault. But no. it does have to be stored somewhere, right? There's a it's a major hub. Yeah. Yeah. The thank internet you, hub. does the internet doesn't exist anywhere, but all this data does have to like pass through sort of uh, intersection. Yes, and so uh, the place where like. Pretty much the world's internet, like everything in the world. The vast majority. The global internet, right, yep. passed through, is in Virginia. Loudoun County, Virginia. Loudoun County, like, Virginia. Like millions of square feet of, of data hubs that yeah. just basically process and regulate all of the data that's going everywhere. So, I mean, so this is not just, uh, I mean, this is internet, this is Wi-Fi in general, all of it, not just like cloud servers, things like that. Sure. So it, they, what, they call it like the, the Silicon Valley of the East Coast, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's what would like make sense to me. Like, okay, all of like, you know, microchips, all this technology is coming out of places on the West Coast in Silicon Valley. So surely it must be like there or somewhere else. Like it's not going to be some remote region, you know, like like the Maldives or not, not that I'm shitting on the idea, but it's just like, it's this elusive thing, but that's because it doesn't have a physical space. And then I kind of realized when I was, you know, extrapolating all this stuff, it's a little bit more like TV than we realize. Mm. No one owns TV. TV is a medium. Multiple companies have access to it. You can buy rights. You can subscribe, things like that. The internet works the same way. No one owns the internet. It is for right. complete public consumption. It's just how, you know, companies operate within it. And, yeah. and, 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 you know, by the same token, private users operate within it. Right. And, I mean, again, it's it's radio waves. So, like, no right. one can, like, own a radio Exactly. Wave. You, you can't put a box over them. <laughs> it's not tangible. It is not tangible. You uh, can't send them through a series of tubes. No, you I, cannot. Yeah. It's not Wreck-It Ralph, god yeah. damn it. <laughs> as much as I wanted that to be true. Right. Well, and then Wi-Fi itself kind of comes around in the late 90s. It becomes popularized through PDAs and cell phones and laptops in the early 2000s. I think it's like 2004. And it just sort of took off from there. Well, I was going to say, the minute that Apple put it into a laptop, it just snowballed with all the other devices that you could possibly have. Everyone wanted to do it. Yeah. yeah. Everyone realized, yeah. you know, how to make it happen. It, it, was, it was the way of the future. Yeah. And then the last kind of point that I had raised, which is, 
I realized some just ridiculous sci-fi fear-mongering kind of a thing of like what comes next, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, Are, yeah. are, are humans just going to be, you know, part Wi-Fi signal kind of a thing? <laughs> some stupid, I don't know, Gattaca or AI bullshit. <laughs> uh, raised by wolves is a real thing. <laughs> no, but it, it, basically we're just going to get to a point where everything becomes more immediate. Everyone has 4G, now probably 5G. What? 10G! Yeah. Basically, that, that yeah, everyone is just trying to, like, out-G themselves, <laughs> right, <laughs> of, of what this gets to. <laughs> and basically, you're just going to be looking at faster speeds, just, like, more processes that can happen at one time. Yeah. That, that is at least the next paradigm that we're living in. Nothing that I looked up was just, like, here's what some crazy fucking scientist is cooking up there to put, you know, chips into your forehead. Yeah, yeah. and it's really just a, a series of also, like regulations being manipulated right in order exactly. to like get the faster yeah g it comes down to infrastructure and regulations pretty yeah. much yeah so policy yeah <laughs> so everyone should vote exactly just saying yeah it might be a good idea <laughs> now might be a good idea if you like to use the internet to pay attention to policy <laughs> but all that said brings us to the score and <laughs> womp womp <laughs> have, have i mentioned how we don't know a lot of stuff about this kind of stuff. <laughs> I can I just say I'm so mad that I didn't bring up the Hedy Lamar thing because I knew that I knew that, and On that this is the kind Women's of, History Month. I know, <laughs> and and that is the kind of claim that I could make that you would be like, you're fucking full of shit, and I would have been like, nah, bitch, I'm right, and I, I missed my I missed my bold claim opportunity. Listen, Hedy can do it all. <laughs> Hedy Lamar was amazing. <laughs> So we're going to give ourselves a 2 out of 10. Whoa, What's that? Uh, that's a... Ooh. 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 I'm, I'm so sorry, Mr. Gore. Ooh. Ooh. Sorry, Hedy Lamar. Ooh, I'm so sorry to you both, you uh, you geniuses. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I really should have uh, paid attention in school more. Sorry, I'm going to promise to use this internet for a lot more smart stuff. Ooh. <laughs> Probably not. Where are my games? <laughs> where, where are my games? <laughs> Well, like I said earlier, the gang is all here this week. So without further ado, play me that sweet old-timey jazz. Okay. Hail, hail, the gang's all here. We're all friends together in all kinds of weather. Hail, hail, the gang's all here. We can have a lot of fun. Well, the gang is all here. We are joined today in studio. Whoa! In studio, meaning our side bedroom slash office. With stuff on the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some of the sounds. By our friends Jason and Glynis. Hello, friends. Hi. Hello. Salutations. Ooh, that's serious. That's very serious. Yeah. Would you, would you care that. to introduce yourself beyond salutations? I just want people to know that I read Charlotte's Web back in the day. I love this. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I, I, repeatedly or just once? Okay, I've only seen the play. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Spiders are scary. Spiders, spiders are scary. Uh, Not really. Actually, spiders stuff? are fun. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I'm Jason. <laughs> I love tangents and Glynis and pretending I know things, which is part of why I write stories. Perfect. Uh, and welcome to the right podcast for you. Yeah. 
Uh, I am Glynis, and I uh, love Jason, and being here, and uh, I love when Jason is confidently wrong, so I'm really excited about this. Yes! You're in for a treat. This is some vindication for everyone around, right? This is great. (laughs) If if you hadn't prefaced that you two love one another, it'd be like, who are these two on, and why should we care? Why do we care? And then I was like, ah, they're cute and adorable and love each other. Well, now this whole episode took on a different kind of competition. Yeah, it's fair. Who can help? (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine? You're schmoopy. No, you're schmoopy. Oh, my God. Well, the question that we ask all of our guests is, what does it feel like to be wrong? I mean, you wouldn't know, right? No, I do. I'm so good at it. (laughs) (laughs) It's where the best learning happens. Like, like, Mm -hmm. I, I enjoy it when I have the space to be wrong and let it be a learning experience. I also hate when people tell me I'm wrong and I'm right. Like, I have beef with my seventh grade biology teacher um, because we were finally talking about sharks, and which I was like waiting for Shark Week to come up in seventh grade biology. And I put my hand up like the, the nerdy token Jew in the room would. And when she called on me, I just said, Yeah, sharks are awesome. They can smell blood from half a mile away. To which she said, no, they can't. To which I'm like, wait, yes, they can. Like, I I went, I love sharks. I, That's I know the whole facts. thing about them. And she's like, <laughs> yeah. I have a biology degree. I think I know. You're teaching um, some with that. Oof. Like, you know, like, that one teacher you had who thought they finally had the chance to be the cool girl? Yeah, mm. yeah. Her. We all yeah. had, like, exactly yeah. one. And, like, that was our least favorite teacher. Do we have the um, same teacher? <laughs> <laughs> she didn't stay teaching long. Uh, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> But technically, I was slightly wrong. Okay. It can be up to a mile away, depending on the shark and the currents and the depth of the water. If you're listening, Mrs. Boland. Um, I bet oh, she is. Yeah, I specifically sent yeah. her an invite to Look listen to this episode. So suck yeah. it, Teresa. I'm yeah. assuming her name is Teresa. It sounds yeah. like she's no, Teresa. but it should be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she sounds like she sucks. Yeah. And doesn't know shit about sharks. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. No oh, idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. So sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's she doesn't know poopy about sharks. She doesn't know poo about sharks. Anchor gives us that explicit uh, option. We're just yeah. hard spanning Not that. for yeah. children. Well, I'm going to go crazy. going to use that hard ass. Uh, but that's just because, like, I feel differently when it's a I'm wrong about a fact versus when I'm wrong about, like, a feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, a fact is a little like, oh, I was wrong. Now I've learned. But when you f- you have to change your opinion or feeling mm. about something that's much harder, people yeah. have, like, take that much more personally, and it's a very different experience that I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I, I feel that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. No, just thinking about, like, do I still hold opinions I had 10 years ago? Probably not. Oh, I definitely and don't. And it probably took me yeah. a really long time to to admit that or when you're wrong about a person that too is really mm. hard when you have a, a like split decision oh that person's this way and then you get to know them and you're like oh shoot they're not I like, kind of want to be their friend but like now I feel weird about it because I was wrong <laughs> or something mm. you know, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. feelings about people yeah. I'll, I'll never change if I didn't like them for some <laughs> arbitrary reason and I get corrected and I was like no they didn't throw their shoes at a homeless person I'll be like nah I'm still just not going to like them I'll make up reasons later <laughs> but that's like people you don't know in person that's generally like celebrities or like I get, yeah, people probably. in the news it's not like people you've met in person I'm not gonna swear to that, but yeah, sure, let's go. With it. <laughs> I mean, I've witnessed it, so, so there you go. <laughs> but I do think that like it is harder, you know, it's easier when the person is nebulous than somebody who's like in your sphere yeah. and you have an opinion about, and then you're like, oh, just kidding. 
I was wrong, but no one can know that I was wrong. Right, right. I I think to what you were talking about, Glennis, is I feel more comfortable being wrong in a classroom rather than a party. Like in a classroom, Mm. it's meant to be like the educational setting. It's okay for... It's a safe space learning space. Right. There's meant to be right and wrong, kind of in that sense, right? You know, you get the the grade on the test or whatever. Unless your teacher's being a dick. Right. (laughs) Which we've discussed. But at a party... At a party, it's like, I'm supposed to be the perfected version of me that I've been training in my bathroom mirror all this time to be. And if I say something wrong and look stupid, there's no going back. That is the mark Mm. I have left on that party. (laughs) And see the wheels turning. I know. There's like a thing. No, it's just because I've heard you discuss this on different episodes. I'm just like, I feel like. There's more safety for a dude to be wrong. You're right. Yeah. You're yeah. So yeah. Right. Which You're is so part right. of it. Yeah. Yes. You know. Hot take. Yes. Lukewarm <laughs> <laughs> at best. But that's part of why. You're I like such her... a good man for admitting that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Please let me explain yeah, this okay, to you. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I so need to yeah. know. <laughs> no, I think that's part of why. Like for yeah. me, it, it's it's fun. Because like, <laughs> I, I I know I have like more lives than Mario. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Isn't it funny to walk around wearing plot armor? you didn't even know was there in your entire oh, yes. life. <laughs> I will say in a work environment or an education environment setting, it does feel higher stakes as mm. a female in the space to be wrong about something. Mm. So there is a lot of hold back, right? Mm. That you might like wait to speak up. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes though, I have been in a situation where I don't wait to speak up and that is against me, not because I'm wrong, but because then I get labeled like, tactless or brazen or bossy or something like that and yes. I'm always like yeah suck it I don't care anymore yeah. I'm also 35 so I don't care anymore you know what yeah. I mean like <laughs> but, you reach but, the point where you're like fuck it yeah. I don't care but I, don't. I wish I had reached that point like earlier though me when too I was, like yeah. 18 or even earlier yeah I been, like 13 would have been great yeah, I was gonna say 12 but like same thing you know yes. like middle school is where that kicks in where you start feeling like these Ideas. I feel like I was so much more sure of myself in elementary school before oh, like yeah. puberty and before all that that crap hit in. Yeah. Mm. See, like for for me, like I I tried to fit in in seventh grade and like I really tried for the first half of the year and then it was just clear it was never gonna happen. <laughs> so I'm just like I'm gonna write punk rock songs in my notebook, draw <laughs> comics. Trust that I'm getting into a better college um, <laughs> and bet all my money and my future. And <laughs> hang out with the kids in my cul-de-sac who are five years younger because no one my age wants to be friends. And I'll be a hero to them. Yeah. 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 And then I mean, we majored in what now? Uh, yeah. The arts. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> so we're was... all billionaires. Yeah. <laughs> well, should we find out what we don't know today? Yeah, yeah let's do it. Let's do it. Spring is here. And that means longer days, flowers in bloom, and... A billion insects getting smeared all over your windshield. Hi, I'm Jed Kravisky. Sarah McLaughlin didn't return our calls, and she put a restraining order on us. But I'm here to remind you of the countless swarms of flying bugs about to be obliterated by your Volkswagen. Please be safe while driving, and remember that the smallest pests on the road can't flip you off or throw a drink cup on your windshield. Won't someone please think of the larva? You're in the thorax of the angels. May you find some comfort here. Today's letter is T! And that means we're talking about time perception.
<laughs> Lovely. Time perception. Like the perception of time not being a flat circle. Mm, yeah. What is time? Why is time? How is time? May I? Do we understand time anymore after yeah, being in the not. pandemic? Probably not. I don't think so. In the currently in the pandemic. Wait, yeah. I, I'll, I'll put it out there because one, I don't remember this being in the jar there. Me neither. Uh, I, I obviously we agreed <laughs> upon it at some point. Uh, Probably over wine. <laughs> but I, so I guess there would be some, you know, I mean it's in the name, but like perception, like just kind of our own opinion about what does it feel like, what does what does time mean to us. But also, can I, I think, throw it in there, like how do we measure it? How does that all come about? Like, yeah, I feel like there's this dumb, antiquated kind of thing that the smart ass in your you know, sophomore philosophy class brings up where it's like, time was invented by humans. And people just say it without knowing what the fuck that actually means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, because it means sundials. And it's like, no. Yeah, it's a social construct. It's a social construct. I don't know. But I feel like I just, like, I think time, time happened. We just started measuring it. It, it feels yes. a little like, like yeah, like Columbus like discovered America. Happened before they <laughs> yeah. had a word. No. Speaking of Columbus, well, those are yeah. beyond micro. It's a macro um, aggression. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but like, I feel like no humans didn't necessarily invent time, but they they measured it and then right. started adding meanings. Sure, right. We love seasons as metaphors. What like, is a year? Yes. Break that down into different, smaller and smaller and smaller units. Well, I think it's also, it's interesting because I, I so I saw a TikTok lately, right? That it. was like talking about, uh, obviously we measure time based off of like the rotation of the earth around the mm. sun, right? Like night and day, that has become our... Um, actually, it's the revolution of the earth around the sun. I'm, I'm going to martini you. I'm going to throw a martini <laughs> in your face. So yes, the revolution of whatever, and it is night and day, right? So then... From there, we started to then measure, like, when people would wake up and go to sleep versus, like, seasons, right? Or, like, not even wake up and go to sleep, but, like, when you plant something depends on the season, right? Like, gardening mm-hmm. and, and um, farming became a huge... It was, like, a, a survival huge... tactic. Yeah, it's yeah. why we have daylight savings time, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. it, mostly, or at least in our country, that's why, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Like, it's, it goes off of farming schedules. So, I saw a TikTok, though, the other day that was talking about um, the work day, right? Capitalism, hey, what up? Hello. Uh, being based off of the male hormonal cycle and not the female hormonal cycle. Do tell. Do tell. Yeah. 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 This is news to me. So, the male hormonal cycle, which I discovered is, I'm, and I'm slurring my words, I know this, but that's fine. Uh, the male hormonal cycle goes off of a 24-hour period. So you guys are generally more productive in the morning than you would be at night. Not lies, um, throw it out, discount. Well, it also your circadian ry- rhythm is going to be into play there too. But based off of your hormones, you're going to get you're going to feel more motivated to get things done during the morning and the afternoon than you would at night. Um, versus, TikTok says so. I mean, this is just what it's not TikTok so much as what the, <laughs> the thing is. But the female hormonal cycle is 28 days, right? So our work schedules, right, of working nine to five is based off of this uh, male perception that you are going to get things done from nine to five versus um, like maybe taking a week off at the end of your 28 days because you're more Mm. fatigued and, you know, it's really hard to function when you have your period. I don't know if you guys know this, but periods (laughs) suck. Like periods are awful. Yeah. I've heard Um, about that 12 times a year. Especially Elizabethan. that one was the worst shit in the streets and everything you know so that I think plays another part into like 
what our perception of time is, how it has been shaped versus like as simple as like the rise and fall of the sun versus like what our work day looks like. Wait, if that makes sense. Well, so you said that that men have a twenty four hour hormonal cycle, yes, and women have a twenty eight day. So you're saying we've gone through twenty eight mini periods, like in in one, like is like we yeah. Do we have have you noticed your aggression? Yeah. Like, do we have twenty eight yeah. more times? Hormones, you know what I mean? Like, yes. is that what that breaks down to? Yes. What's what's like in the in the twenty four hour period when's like ovulation for a man? Right. What is that? What is that hour? That's what I want to know. Oh, that's <laughs> when do you feel something yeah. projecting yeah. from your uterus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like four o'clock, and I want to like <laughs> snuggle or something. Great. Yeah, that feels that feels like, <laughs> like the ovulation period. Yeah. <laughs> then knock knock, who's there as the sun is rising? Yeah. 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 When yeah, is yeah, your acne yeah, yeah. the worst during the day? Like when does that? Happen? Oh, when seventh is your grade. Skin just like really awful. Okay, great. <laughs> Like what period is that? Like sixth period? Like English class? Like that? No, it was in the science class where I'm like, I have volcanoes on my face, and you're oh. trying to gaslight me about sharks. You did gaslighted about sharks. But yeah. I feel like we used to, as a as a culture in humans, cater more towards the the female cycle. Yeah. Um, and somehow along the way that got all messed up. But, like, women used to not have as many periods because you have a period when you are able to have a child. Mm. And so now it's, like, every month. But it used to be only a couple times a year. Mm. And, like, the society and the hunter-gatherer or whatever, all of that, and nomadic lifestyle was much more catered towards, like, women could only, So it's not just from better nutrition? Yeah. I I think you were talking about there was, like, a cave drawing of something where it was, like, why... Oh, um... It was one of those like the fertility guys. Yeah, I yeah, think the, that's the, more the of like a thread. It was like why was why was ancient man in the cave measuring days on a twenty eight cycle and you know it that's wasn't not true because well, they didn't used to do it on a twenty eight. No, well, there used I to don't be. Think. There anyway, used to I'm be pretty matriarchy. sure. I don't know. Matriarchy was much more common yes. before there was words. There was this. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> There's a book that I read once when I was twenty three, so I know things. <laughs> and it's a it's a book about matriarchy written by a man, so you know it's correct. Yeah. Um, I do remember it, it finally. It's been a decade. Um, but it was it was called like the alphabet and the goddess, or like something similar. Mm. And it's like three hundred and fifty pages, and I read it in front of children, so I'm I'm cool. Um, <laughs> and but but, but like I think it basically argued is as we more thought in symbols over time which like the alphabet and then the rise of the keyboard which is even more disconnected from like an organic connection to words as symbols for real things we moved away from matriarchy yeah this is telling me like a qwerty keyboard is part of the patriarchy so like we literally have to smash our keyboards if we want to smash the patriarchy what i'm saying is just throwing that out there yeah not my innocent qwerty there's a reason all (laughs) the hackers soul like i'm not saying it's all the keyboard's fault but like i do think there's a reason that all the hackers from 80 films look like incels it's fucked up i mean talking about time perception like that he's very stuck in the 80s i feel like my brother who's five years oh, older than yeah. me and like mm. that was when he grew up in his childhood and like Ghostbusters and like Key Man and like all yeah. these things are very very part of his identity I mean, we were born in 88 so like there wasn't a lot of time in the 80s but it's interesting how your brain like freezes at whatever it was like when you were an adolescent or growing up yeah and like this actually comes up in the theater when you're talking about like costuming older people people's um like styles tend to freeze in whatever they were when they were like in their like 30s like 20s 30s and that's why like older people seem to dress like you know back in the day because that's just when they like 
stop developing their style or identity or whatever. Mm, Wait, here's, here's your weekly though. Seinfeld reference. Jerry Seinfeld had a joke where he's like, dad stopped dressing their best year. Yeah. Like, that's why every dad yeah. just sticks with what they were wearing in their 40s yeah. until they die. That was their last good year. So mm. why, yeah, why, why switch the script? It's fair, I suppose. I See, I don't think my dad dressed well in his 40s. But um, <laughs> he might have been uh, earlier. I mean, whatever his last good being, year like, was. Like, I think all the t shirts I've stolen from him, which have been some great vintage t shirts, I am older than he probably was when he got those t shirts. Damn. You know, I wouldn't he say got, your father's like the average like person. Anything. That we're talking yeah. About. No, he's. Love him. I, I, I do, do. Yeah. No, he, <laughs> Seriously, do. Is your dad like yeah. some eccentric? Like, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is your dad Jeff Bezos? No. Oh, God. <laughs> I wouldn't be doing this for, <laughs> for whiskey. I wouldn't be doing this for whiskey Smart. and friendship. That's Smart. fair. If he was. Jeff That's Bezos. fair. Yeah. I'd be doing That's this for true. your soul. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be working for you somehow currently. Yeah. <laughs> when I talk about time perception at least. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you. Is Sorry. like, why does time fly when you're having fun, right? Mm. Why does our idea of like the the length of something, we say something is like a short period of time. I, I think about this like I, I took a class in semiotics. Um, one of the things we, we talked about in, in this class was like, when we look at an analog watch versus a digital watch, it's communicating roughly the same information, just in a very different way. When we're looking at analog time, which is closer to a sundial, which is you know more reminiscent of the physical and astronomical structure of the universe, right? We're looking at time as portions of a pie, let's say, right? Mm-hmm. A quarter after, half past, whatever, right? You're looking at finite amounts. But when you're looking at a digital watch or clock, it doesn't make as much sense to give those delineations of time. And that's what I think about when we talk about like, what does time look like? What does time feel like? Especially now, we're in this time soup, stew, whatever, where it's like everything feels like it is super immediate, right? Like it happened yesterday, and also we've been stuck in the same moment for eons. And it's like, what is going on in our brains to make us either dwell on something unpleasant or also like let me skip you through the credits here until it's time to go night night i mean you uh, you mean other than than a trauma response yeah yeah <laughs> like how does our what is what is happening inside of uh, inside of the human brain to like <laughs> I, I feel like there's some kind of cloaking mechanism in the same way like you can't hear all the goop and crap moving outside your body yeah but like if you actually had to sit and recollect every second of your waking life, you would go just as insane. Yeah. Well, that's, mm-hmm. I think it's just that. I think it's, it's, it's a, it's a coping mechanism, right? Like, cause we would go insane. <laughs> so there is a rewiring of our brains that is a bit of a survival tactic. Um, and it, it does, I think it depends on as a human being, what your trauma response is. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it like, there, there would be some rewiring that happens even a, on a collective trauma. Like, let's take the p- pandemic, for example, right? <laughs> it, we all collectively went through that trauma together, but everybody obviously handled it differently um, because it, you know, it absolutely depends on the wiring of your brain. Right. Wiring brain of your brain and also your activities. Mm-hmm. For like, sure. Like, I know, like, my main art is writing. Her main art is theater. And it was a much better period for me because I'm like, oh, I don't have to worry about paying the bills. I have all my mornings. I can read in the afternoon. I live with an amazingly supportive 
I'm not an intellectual, emotional, and creative partner, mm-hmm. and our cats. Um, <laughs> this is You're saying like they're not the best of partners. Just a surprise residency <laughs> that doesn't stop, and <laughs> yeah. I was the most productive at creating that I've been since grad school. Yeah. Um, Isolation whereas, was a boon for you. Right. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. like, you were watching your industry die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's different. Like, in so many ways, I was like in a safe space I was emotionally supportive we had all the things we needed and like I was really like privileged and happy to have that but also like yeah my main form of like career art interaction really was Mm. like just gone and it felt yeah like in some ways I think the days did feel longer because I feel like I'm bringing everything back to the theater. But I just feel like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, you know, it, it, the time passes weird in a show. Like, yeah. that's the weirdest passage of time to huh. me because also then you do it repeatedly and you go through this, like, huge experience. And there's some shows that are, like, two hours long and it's in real time two hours. And there's some that are past 20 years and it's two hours. And it's, like, how we construct that time for an audience is really interesting. And then also, like, backstage or as an actor. But, like... Yeah, no, going through the pandemic and, like, having that control of time perception, which we kind of do, I guess, in, yeah, our, in yeah. our form, is what, like, taken away was really, was really odd, for sure. Like, the first time in my life I wasn't doing that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, the, the show is approximately 100 yeah. minutes long, and it's approximately because we can go yeah. as long as the hell we want yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, like, you, you earlier brought up the common adage, time uh-huh. flies when you're having fun, and I don't think it's that it, you're having fun, is that you're engaged. Yeah. Yeah. Because when I think yeah. of the time where I most, I'm just completely unaware of time and suddenly it's past is when I'm engaged, mm-hmm. and I could be having a great time, or it could be busy as fudge bartending yeah mm-hmm. and then as soon as it finally slows down and the adrenaline crashes everything is much slower but also seven hours just passed well it, i was gonna say like what what is the thing that you do like if you want to pass the time if you want to kind of feel like you like what accelerates time for you most in your in your day it with it you're asking as a desire to want to accelerate time um I'll say independent of desire, okay. right? What do you find that you're doing where it's like, holy shit, I didn't realize I was doing that for four or five hours? Really good writing periods mm-hmm. where I also don't have, I don't have anything I have to do later that day. Mm. Yeah. So I'm not conscious of any other yeah. potential constraints. There, I become most unaware of time. Yeah. Or when I most like, I just am banging out drinks and pretending to care how you're enjoying your experience. What? You're just doing that for tips? No, when you're there, he cares. He cares when you're there. What? What? It's fine. fine. I thought we were your favorite customers. (laughs) When you were my bar guest, I wasn't just doing it for tips. I wanted a podcast experience. (laughs) That is true. And so after this moment, after this episode goes out, never. I'm defriending you on Facebook. (laughs) 45 minutes, start the timer. Every <laughs> Anytime we go there, order just like we're out of it. I'm like, you're out of water. Did I stutter? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're out of fucks. No. Yeah. Yeah. There was no shipment of fucks this week. I'm sorry. No, I, have, I have so many fucks. Yeah. Yeah. Side note: I, when I was a when I was a bartender, right, as a female bartender, mm-hmm. I would look men dead in the eyes and be like, I'm only talking to you so that you will tip me. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, ha, 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 ha. Uh-huh. Here's my number. And I'd be like, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like, cool. Thank you for your time. Mm-hmm. 
and your money. So when I'm thinking about, you're talking about like the things that are fun that make time fly, or like when you're or just, engaged. It's about engagement. But, it's not necessarily I, about fun. Yeah. Because writing can be a bliss, but it's not necessarily fun. Fun, but you're engaged. There are moments where I feel like I'm, how do I pass the time when I'm not engaged? Mm. And my example is when I'm like working out, when I'm like on the treadmill and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do 30 minutes and then it's like five minutes goes by and I'm like, okay, that's like this percentage of this and still only this. It's like, I'm a sixth way there and then I could do it. And it's like, you break it down into like digestible amounts of time for something that you don't Mm. want to do to make the time go faster. So like one day at a time, you basically take like an like an AA approach to like making no. into manageable box. No. Like I don't, I don't. I don't have take to... an AA approach to anything. <laughs> but this is yeah. like how you try try to make time go faster is an interesting concept. Well, you're giving yourself like deadlines, yeah. right? You're like, okay, I've met mm. this deadline. Moving yeah. on. Give like I do that yeah. when I have to like make a number of phone calls, right? Mm. I have to make like ten phone calls a day or whatever, yeah. or you know, an hour with the job, one of the jobs that mm. I do. So I like will block them off. And then I've made the 10 phone calls and then I get a reward and then I like, you know what I mean? Like I, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So like that'll help the time go a little bit faster. Next thing I know, an hour's gone by and you know, start the cycle again or five minutes on the treadmill has gone by, start the cycle again. (laughs) Yeah. It it sounds like satisfaction, right? Is everything that we're kind of coming down to. Like for me, it's, I think about like playing video games because I know it's that I don't have anything else to do. Like I'm doing that specifically as like my reward or it's just like, I want to spend this chunk of time. And even if it's like, I'm just going to play for like an hour or whatever, it becomes this kind of thing where like time, it's like I'm in a casino. There's no windows. I have no idea what's Mm. passing around me because it's like if there is one more little goal or achievement I can make in the game, I'm just going to work towards that. And then it's like one more and one more and all of a sudden I spent the entire day, the entire game's beat. Well, I do want to say uh, one time that I, the, I think the first time in my life that I was like, holy shit, where did the time go? Mm-hmm. How did I just spend all this time doing this one task? Was when I used to go in the dark room. So when I was oh. uh, developing photography, mm-hmm. it was like, and I was, you know, for a class, so I was getting very nitpicky on the on the editing and stuff like that. Um, I once spent like eight hours in the dark room, didn't even realize that I was that, like I left with a headache because of all the chemicals. But I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Literally the entire day has passed. I went in. It was very sunny and bright and beautiful. I left. It was pitch black out. And I was like, oh, shit. That was amazing. But it's because also there was no form of time Mm -hmm. in that space. And I'm literally in a dark cave. There's no windows, right? Like, I had no concept whatsoever. um, And I had a task that I was enjoying. And then you left and the whole world was your dark room. (laughs) (laughs) And I wrote a dark poem. And I I put on black eyeliner and it was great. Once you went to the book repository and then your glasses broke. It was time now. Uh, Everyone loves Twilight Zone references, right? And you (laughs) Oh, yes. That's the one Twilight Zone reference I know. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to feel sympathy for a guy with so many books. Well, I was going to say along with that, right? It's like along with like you know me playing video games or whatever it's that i am i i am doing an activity where for whatever reason it forces my brain to not think mm-hmm. i'm truly just like responding reacting to colors and sounds right it's kind and of like your meditation it, it absolutely is my meditation that and like like comic book store and stuff like that is a, is a similar kind of a therapy for me where it's i just kind of get to like look and explore and interact on my own time right i'm i'm totally unfettered 
And I was thinking about that with... Unless I'm with you, and then I rush you along. Sorry. <laughs> and I'm completely unfettered. <laughs> because I don't no longer hear Becky. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> and then I go, um, not to be a bother, but we did need to go make dinner. Oh, oh yeah. And then I become like the little kid. And I was like, just five more minutes. Okay, okay, okay. And I just like look over like the armful of things I'm going to buy. Yes. Uh, well, I, I'm equating this to a job that I, I started uh, working as... Um, a model for an art school recently where it's, you know, I'm standing in front of the class and like they're drawing and everything. And Why hide it? You're a nude model. Yeah, yeah. My dingus is out. Yeah, there you go. So, you know, they're, they're doing the sketches and the paintings and everything and it's it's just like a strain on your body but I'm, you know, comfortable and familiar with that obviously as an actor. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. used to that sort of uh, a rigor, right? But the crazy part of it is is just I'm, I'm, you know, standing sometimes for like 20 minutes at a stretch in a specific pose and... I don't see a clock. There's just a monitor in the room telling me, you know, sit down, you know, take a rest, and we're back up, right? And the times where I'm most comfortable is when I have completely zoned out of the room. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, as much of a zombie as I am, then it's like I could be up there for hours if I could just key my brain into that sort of like a wavelength pattern mm-hmm. where I'm just like in constant. It's like, um, it, it's like that, that, that low, like a white noise kind of a hum where it's not that I'm like thinking of nothing. It's that I have like a conversation or a train of thought with myself that is just perpetual in a way. Mm. And like nothing phases me at all. Can you turn it on or off? That, no, that's what I'm trying to kind of train mm. myself to do. But mm. it's that hard thing. If I think about it, it won't happen. Like, yeah, it's what, a practice. Like what you're describing sounds like some of my experiences on like... So my one sport was being a high school wrestler. Okay. Cool, like cool. the one thing I did, I had to like pick the hardest one. But, but, <laughs> but like you'll have like these three, three and a half hour practices and like where the time flies mm. for huge parts. And then for other parts, you're like, all right, we're doing like our final conditioning and like you're counting every second and trying to like not quit. You look and at the it, clock and it's like nothing has moved. Yeah, and you're like, dude, that that clock is fake. <laughs> what the hell, coach? You're just drawn on the yeah. wall. Yeah, that'd be an interesting like experiment. I, like, I, I like, <laughs> just like have one that moves at like half speed in a workplace oh and see like how people react oh, differently. I feel like that was part of the Stanford prison experiment or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? It, didn't, it didn't turn out well. <laughs> Can't see yes. my face, but I'm staring yeah. at Glennis with yeah. horror. Apparently, like the Scandin in a lot of Scandinavian offices, and partly like they have like the money and privilege to like sure experiment with what a workday looks like but like a lot have switched to four day four day work Mm -hmm. weeks and had the same productivity Mm -hmm. and that's kind of really not surprising because like how much of your day gets wasted when you're like i don't have enough time for myself i'm going to take spike poops Yep. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, there are. Uh, Boss makes a dollar, I make a dime. That's why I poop on company time. <laughs> several countries who have this year alone yeah. um, announced that they are going to be doing four day work weeks mm-hmm. um, and have seen a very vast improvement in productivity. Some schools are even operating on a four day week. Yes. Just to mitigate COVID numbers and everything, but yes. it's like a. I mean, it's a, it's a positive mitigation, you know what I mean? That's not a newer concept in schools. It's uh, not popular in America, mm, yeah. but, like, well, like it's, yeah, it's Finland American. has three-day school days. Yeah. Um, and half days. They don't even go for the full day, like, the mm. full day that we yeah. go through. Three-day school um, day sounds very long. Isn't that amazing? And, <laughs> and they give... We have three days in our day. And they give no homework. Yeah, I, I remember seeing, and they're something. the highest education in yeah. the world. Huh. I, I remember seeing something pretty radical years ago. Wild, that right? My, my mm-hmm. friend had showed me where it was, and this was like totally 
like an you know an upheaval of society right a six day week so like in part it would be like the biggest hurdle is like mitigating a day and night cycle but for you know stay you know operating hours of business and school etc a six day week and like you were just kind of reshuffling the hours in a given week so what that would mean is you're essentially working um i think it was still you're working like three days possibly four so like you might be forced to be more active in your days that require you to be, but you essentially have like a mini vacation on the other side of it. So you have like more time off in the long run versus more work in a consolidated period. And like someone like went real deep into you know ex- extrapolating how that would work. So I, yeah, I remember hearing something like that, but that was not just like a everybody has Friday off to it's like Saturday no longer exists. Saturday has been melded into Friday. And I Sunday. mean, there are months where Saturday doesn't exist for me, that's so that's true. fine. That's true, mm, yeah. I feel that. But I don't get more days off on the other Just like imagine like a totalitarian society where it's like, we have killed Tuesday. Tuesday no longer exists. It is the oh. bad name. Yeah. <laughs> the motivational book, Tuesdays with no one. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's redacted with Maury. Redacted with oh. Maury. Oh. Now, that sounds dirty, that though. Sense. That's kind of... <laughs> what were they doing with Maury? That's just like a nearly dead guy showing you his porn stash. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, you mean like porn stash, like a mustache? Like a stash? <laughs> <laughs> and clarification. Which one? Both. 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 <laughs> Both. No, like a what? Stash. Did you go ahead and yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking of time, I've just spent the past 40 seconds saying that's written by someone from my alma mater about a professor from my alma mater. Okay. And it was very uh-huh. hard for me to hold that in. Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. Moving on. Oh, Mitch. Mitch Albarn? Album. Album? We have his book, like, right Yeah, here. I have none of his books. I but just, you just have know the, that he went to the Mitch. Yeah. Alma mater. Yeah, it was a first date, yeah, yeah. basically. The guy who Hank Azaria played in that movie. Yeah. We would start, start talking about, like, working things. <laughs> yeah. And... I, like the next question I want to raise is times a day you were talking about like productivity at the beginning yeah. of all of this but it's like times a day that feel like time passes when I was doing like a retail job I feel like I could clock a metric of my happiness depending on like not even like the day of the week that was irrelevant to me but it was like the schedule I was on whether I was opening closing or doing like mid shift or whatever mm. and like I think Closing was my favorite, like, granted it, you know, eliminated most of the chances of me, like, going out or, like, having, you know, hanging out at night with people, but, like, I knew I could sleep in that morning, and then, like, later on, like, I would, I started the day, you know, in the afternoon, things would be busy, right? But then, like, there was this kind of just, like, quiet tapering up, because unless it's the weekend, no one's really coming out to shop Mm. on a Wednesday after, like, Mm. six or seven o'clock, so, like, the last, you know, two hours... I knew was just like a snoozer but for whatever reason that time was like it it was always like okay I can you know try to get the store in shape and and things like that and this is the time like to you know fold clothes and tidy and all that and that was when all of a sudden nighttime went by in a snap like the the whole job itself Mm. such like a bore but like nighttime did not care at all like nights always felt is this when you were uh, in the position of just like a sales associate or when you were assistant manager like because I feel like that's a difference it didn't matter either way I mean I was I was in like a non-managerial position for a very short amount of time I was swinging the keys around my finger for most of the yeah <laughs> yeah well when I got paid pennies for doing jobs and yes. stuff like that like I would be like this, oh, I was, like restocking and stuff like that was the worst mm-hmm. I, I, was, I was like mm-hmm. this sucks I hate all of this I, I was still paid pennies more but it's just like I would look around and like I would 
blink and it's like, oh, man, time to close the doors and turn off the music and that's the end yeah, of the night. Yeah, that's so interesting. And it, well, and I think it feels like that now where it's like may, maybe it's the adult human condition, right? But it's like you have to get so much done in your day. You're trying to like cram all that in before the sun goes down and when you finally get to hang out at night, it's like, oh, we watched one episode of a thing and now it's 1 a.m. Yep. And that's, and that's the end of that. For me, I feel like when time moved slowest or either in moments of extreme boredom mm-hmm. and that's kind of regardless of age or like, I think when you're a little kid, time moves slower because you've experienced a little of it that you're like, it, for me, I'd be like, oh, it's my birthday in a month. Oh, that's so long. Whereas for me, I remember it felt like just yesterday I was looking forward to my birthday coming up and my birthday is nearly three months ago now. And because huh. yeah. I'm I'm not three, I'm I'm thirty three, and so <laughs> right. I've I've had more revolutions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Yeah, that's what it means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's secret word. Percentage of your like what I've heard this actually like described yeah. as is the percentage of your life when you were three years old a day is a much larger percentage. Oh yeah, I mean, I, like, I, I, and I, now I, I was just like, gonna like, bring this up. It's gone, and that's why when people are like eighty, they're like, ah. Well, I I think part that's of my I'm, impression of an eighty-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Apologies to eighty-year-old because they don't have <laughs> teeth, so that's the sound Mur- they can make. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be so very so ageist. Good. Cut off that audience base. Where are my prunes and my Johnny Carson episodes? <laughs> <laughs> and my catalog from Time Life. <laughs> or catalogs, too. Yeah. As a 90s kid, I remember stealing my sister's Victoria's Secret catalog before she got them. So I don't want to think of catalogs as an old person thing just yet, because this is part of my time perception. Yeah. Imagine like, when you have to watch porn on paper. <laughs> Wash porn on paper. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, they used to have it. Are you talking about like a flip book? Is that like a flip book? They use flip book porn. I'm sure they did. Yes, 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 hundred percent. The the time perception of age though is a very depressing topic. If 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 you think about it, like what you were saying, I remember reading where it's like again, look at look at your life as you know a, a pie, right? Yeah. When you are ten years old, two years of your life is twenty percent. When you are twenty years old, two years of your life is one percent of your life. So I heard this thing of like why I mean you know ask your parents ask your grandparents like oh i remember when you were you know such a teeny tiny baby like those kind of fond memories it's because time is an ever shrinking slice of the same pie Mm -hmm. so things are accelerating in a quicker brand like one one percent of time moves so much quicker but you have such a larger breadth of memories to recall are we starting to talk about fractals do you want to talk about fractals? Like, look at my face. <laughs> <laughs> on my honors algebra two slash statistics teacher who might listen to this episode if I were posted. All of his teachers are listening. Uh, will be Amazing. very excited that uh, well then Jamal came up. Jamal. Oh no, I was just excited to hear about fractals. I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily have much to add outside of you. Just what looked at me and you assumed that I did. <laughs> All right, that's fair. It's right. the hair. <laughs> <laughs> we'll laugh there. We'll it's your smart guy glasses. Oh, that must be hello. What you're describing to me sounds like a fractal. Like it starts thicker and like keeps getting thinner and branching oh. out. And like you have this whole thing and you barely remember what happened outside of yesterday, and then you have the 
it's a little bit there's the connecting thinner, threads like, and oh okay yeah, yeah that makes sense harder to follow and going in more directions and like it has a fractal thing and like if people were in studio as we're taping this they'd see me <laughs> you're, you're, you're drawing fractals in, in, in the yeah. air yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah the thing that we haven't spoken about yet that mm-hmm. I feel like we do need to talk about is the concept um, which is a little bit bigger than time perception um, but if we all believe or want to explore the idea of multiple universes mm-hmm. happening at the same time how do we feel about that? I believe it, it, it exists. I think there are multiple universes. There, there, there's a multiverse? I think there's a multiverse. Uh, this is not something we can fact check because none of us are going <laughs> to what? research quantum physics. I'm just not going to do like it. Maybe like much later. It is too yeah. much of a... Um, uh, I, I'm not going to write a dissertation on it, but I believe that, that multiple universes exist. Why not? Well, like... For funsies. It, it, it's crazy to imagine that... I mean, Einstein and plenty, you know, plenty others, at least after, I'm not sure about like before, talked about this, where it's like all of existence is just light, not even time, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's a light year. And I remember a friend like breaking it down for me, like the idea that time travel is impossible because that would mean that you would somehow have to go faster than the speed of light, which depending on which theoretical physicist you subscribe to would be physically impossible because if you went faster than the speed of light, you would have to go faster than your own existence and you would just uh, disappear from reality or something. Sure. So like, I, 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 feel, like the, I feel like a multiverse, was that? You, you'd be You'd be redacted. You'd be, you'd be the redacted more, one, you'd exactly. Be redacted, yeah. Yeah. I feel like the multiverse is this funny little like kind of cop-out in science fiction, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. Where it's like anything can happen over there, yeah. you know what I mean? Sure. Um, but then also it's funny to make, I mean, we've talked about this in no length. We're living in the bad universe. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're in like universe K at yes. best. I, I, I just love, the bad ones. I love how you're saying this I'm while wearing, wearing a shirt yeah, I know. from, I was say, from the flash, no which also. canonically is the first thing yeah. comic books to mm-hmm. truly establish a multiverse when you have the flash of two that's, worlds that yeah. brings together the silver age and the golden age that, flash yeah. that's pretty apropos that's and, pretty apt yeah, yeah and there was a sequence where, where flash literally ran himself to death at one point oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well like t- time is a flat circle right why is time a flat circle <laughs> what the hell does that even mean matthew mcconaughey said some poetry words that didn't make sense but there was some nice little like music over it so we're like yeah sure Give them an Emmy. Which movie? Which movie? No, that was yeah, uh, the whole thing. True Detective. <laughs> <season> <laughs> okay. That's what I Time's a flat circle. It's all that's happened before. It's all going to happen again. Well, there is that. It is the idea that like that's time it. is a cycle on human beings. Uh, we don't necessarily learn from our mistakes, and we continue yeah. to do the same things over and over and over again. Well, well yeah. It, just it, with it, more technology, give it 10 years later. It, it's probably a given that we're fascinated by time just because of all of the stories and scripts that have yeah. been written about, like, the time machine, or just like, you know, your human is stuck in a time loop and they can't, yeah. You mean the hot tub time machine? The hot, thank you, sorry, the hot yeah, tub time I just, machine. Yeah, I just, you mispronounced it, so. I, I was just shortening it for fans. This is interesting for, interesting for me, because like, I I didn't care about multiverses until I got into comics. Mm. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. sure, yeah. And well, so for me, I, like, I, I, I think it's yeah, natural. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's to be expected, yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't know if it was really... <laughs> it's not a great point. I don't think... Well, no, I don't think it was really explored that much until comic books because it yeah. is... You know, comic books is the medium that they get to play with that a little yep. bit more. Yeah. I mean, whereas like... Well, I, I don't know did. about you, but like the books I grew up with that had to deal with time were more like, you know, a dystopia. <laughs> yeah. There wasn't multiple universes. It was one other universe that was a complete dystopia and authoritarian and awful. Yeah. So... 
Well, there's this book I read when I was a kid that I cannot find anywhere, but other people have this. What's that? Um, the thing where people like remember how the Bernstein Bears were spelled differently. Oh, the, yeah, uh, that thing. Yeah, 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 but there's this yeah. book that I cannot find that other people also swear exists, but cannot find. But it's about mm. a girl who lived in like olden times and then her someone got sick and she had to go out on an adventure kind of like the movie the village but this was like a book written long before that and it turns out she was actually living in like an exhibit where people would come and like watch people live in olden times she had to go out in the real world and the cover was like her half in sort of like olden i don't remember oh it was like revolutionary time and then half she was in like bell bottoms and like whatever and it was this weird like exhibit thing where people volunteered mm, no. to be in this strange time and we watched it. like we as society like watched people live in yeah. this this olden time I don't remember what the name it of it sounds was. like a, I mean that sounds like so something Mary the, Shelley would write you know, or like Shirley Jackson but it's just an interesting of like how we are fascinated with what it was like to be in another time hmm. and mm, yeah. it's a book that was like really impactful to me as a child obviously that sounds heavy. <laughs> and I can't no, remember yeah. what the name of it is I and I've look looked for that. it online and I can't find it and other people have had this thing where they remember reading this book but they can't find it like find evidence it. of it online which is a really weird uh, see that that's the kind of shit that makes me go it's yeah. a different universe right so somewhere they're right <laughs> somehow I, and yeah. that doesn't exist anymore exactly. not that I necessarily believe in Mandela effects because no. I think you can convince yourself yes. That anything exists or doesn't exist sure. over time, but like knowing that you have this like very visceral memory of yeah. this book, and other people have it with you, and like I just I wish I knew what you were talking about. I'm just glad you're in my universe. timeline now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I wish that book was because that book sounds lit. I'm gonna yeah, yeah. It's like every once in a while I remember about it and go on like a frenzy online and find like yeah. all I can find is like forums of people also having this. Like, this memory. Can I find this book? But I can't. Is find it just this book. you from different realities? That's so probably, crazy. Yeah. Maybe. Oh my god, that'd be wild. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. I love that. I love that stuff. We're we're fascinated with like time and time travel, right? And there are so many different iterations and versions of how time travel gets written, where it's like, you know, is the Mandela effect not different reality, but just time travel, right? Someone mm. going back and fixing something, right. adjusting something, something, and it's just you, you lose. It's, you know, back to the future, the, the, the picture changes. Listen, I'm going to be remiss if I don't bring this up before we wrap, that I'm always late for things, right? Always. But I have also heard, I mean, there's plenty of other people. I'm not the only person in the world, right? <laughs> the long stare that I did afterwards. <laughs> sorry. Always. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Don't worry, there's a lot of support here. Anyway. <laughs> I love uh, you so much. We just have different types of personalities about that. Right. But there is a... There was some sort of like response happening in your brain of like of people assuming that they have more time to do the thing that they want to do. So like, yes. that, this is I have a no idea thing what that's like. Yeah. yeah, but but there yes. there was like a a quantifiable sort of like a condition or whatever where that is just how again that's you are how time pers- blind. Sure, but there, there there's a more scientific like clinical thing. Yes, well, but there's like a more scientific name for it in terms of like what you are seeing and what is happening where it's like. We want to do more. There's only so many hours in the day, right? It, it's like a it's like a deadline curfew kind of a thing, where it just pushes up against the thing. You know, this go, I think is similar to someone asked me the question: if you, if I told you that we're like listen, we're we're meeting tonight, right? We had an appointment time. If I told you that the appointment moved up, does that mean it is an hour earlier or an hour later? Earlier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I say. But it is but one of those things really? like... Yeah, I'd say later. Like bi-monthly. It's oh, one yeah. of those things where it's like this has different meanings yeah. depending on connotation and mm-hmm. English has shortcomings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that's and, true. And, and I yeah. think the, the explanation given to that like, you know, uh, personality question was how you see time whereas hmm. 
time is moving towards you independent of your station or are you in more in control of things like that? I think that's what it broke down to. Sure. I mean, for me, I mean, just because I'm the only person in the room who said that I, I yeah. would view that as later is because for me, uh, in my productivity of a timeline, right, like my day is linear. So I write out to-do lists for myself and I tick things off, not jumping around my to-do list. It goes in order for me. So like, yeah, if yeah. you say I'm moving that up, right, then I'm going to have to move it in my, ti- in my to-do. Yeah, so I, therefore, I think that's the, the idea. time is moving forward yeah. for me. I Whereas I think yeah. also for, for me, if the few times I've seen time visualized and is not like the circle of the clock. Yeah. yeah. It's the you're in grade school yeah. and you have like eight in the morning, this is what it is, then it goes down the times. Yeah. And so mm. to move time up, you're going to an earlier hour. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, totally yeah. I'd write, I'd make my own planners now. So when I make my own planners, my time goes down. Yeah. Like I start I at, I start, you know what I mean? At 8am and like, or I start at 8 a.m. in the bottom and go. Like, yeah. no, wait, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, try to figure out what it is yeah. that I do. Quick to move it up. No, yeah. to move it up. Um, because that's just how my brain works. So do you just reverse engineer in general? Or is that more of a time-focused thing? I mean, I feel it sounds like, like that's reverse a, engineering. I feel like that's a, that's a, I don't know how to answer that. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yes. What I don't a bold know. claim. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's just how it works in my mind. I mean, to mitigate all of this, right, I would never sit there and, and take a, anything at face value at like with words like I would be like great just to clarify we're moving this to this time yes because I've learned my lesson you know what I mean you know and now we're living in a world where we're people are creating their own schedules more than ever before and like I'm doing that too and it's great and also you have to be so much more aware of time than you ever have and like you know, I don't know. I phys- I don't physically go to a workplace anymore, really. Well, mm-hmm. sometimes, right. but like I have four jobs, so some one of them. But like, right. I don't physically go to workplace. I have three jobs where I have to dictate my own schedule and my time, and like also make sure I'm only allotting this time to this or whatever. And like yeah. people across the globe are doing that, and I think that it has changed the way we interact with people like hugely because we're all just working on our own perception of time yeah (laughs) like what that means yeah yeah Yeah. there's no standard anymore right like it's all very different and i don't feel like us all being in the arts there's no metric time (laughs) 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 so i was just gonna bring it up by that same token like granted like we as a human race have never agreed upon anything in the world but somehow we have coalesced into having a 24-hour clock that we never if it were it's just we, we have agreed upon time. Like, we yeah. all have to be at the same meeting. You was know what it, I mean? The U.S. Mm-hmm. and Bangladesh have to be at the same meeting at the same time, and we figure that out. Somehow. Here's my question for us to research later. Was it, was, it that, it, was it created that way because of, like, NATO, or was it created that way on Pangaea? <laughs> like, did we do this as a tribe first, and, okay. then it came, like, and then we all just split apart, so then things got changed, or did it, or did it all change when we came as a collect, when there's a collective, like, Larger government, well, you know I mean, what I mean. People were never on Pangaea, so. Oh well, then there's your answer. Yeah, NATO it is. I, mean, I don't know. NATO it is. There's also I. So I work with veterans, as I was saying, and like military time oh. is a different thing. Very different. And most, a lot of people still use military time even when they are back, like transitioning yeah. to civilians and stuff. And that is an adjustment that I have had to make. And also understanding that a lot of people don't understand military time. Yeah. So when they say like 1,300 hours, like. Oh, yeah. what does that mean and that's like a whole other thing and I don't I don't actually know when the invention of like military time started because it probably I don't believe it was like in the invention of militaries because that's like 
sort of one of the oldest things. I, I, I would imagine it would go with like communications. So maybe mm-hmm. like probably whenever the typewriter became a popular mm-hmm. invention, because like if you're sending out notices and things like that, and you or was it a co- Morse code thing? Might have been mm-hmm. a Morse code thing where you're coordinating specific like. The Revolutionary War, it's probably like, and we'll attack at sunup. What time is that? Right. I don't know, whenever the, yeah. the sun, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> whenever yeah. I wake up. Yeah. yeah, I think it might have been a Morse code thing. That's my guess. Interesting. Yeah, okay. that makes sense. Uh, I buy that. Because it would be more confusing if you, yeah, that's a fact check thing we can do. Love it. It would be more confusing if you, you know, had a 1 a.m. and a 1 p.m. kind of exactly. thing. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Save on What buttons. is the other time, what is the time that we use called, right? If there's military time, which is a 24 hour. I think it's just called period. standard. Standard? this. So, uh, Glennis helped me figure something out recently, which is how to tell the difference between 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. The Bec- sun? <laughs> <laughs> Are how- you a vampire? <laughs> what she taught me was... What did I, say? I do I sparkle. What she, <laughs> what, what she what taught me say? was how to tell the difference between whether noon is 12 a.m. or 12 p.m. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Because in my mind, I'm like, oh, it's 11 p.m. Sorry, it's 11 a.m., when I, my stomach starts to get the rumblies. Okay. Um, uh, and then it's 12. That should still be 12 a.m. In my mind, that's how it works. This is a thing I've been getting confused forever. And you're sure. Like, no, it switches to p.m. when you're halfway through the day. And sure. Like, oh. Yeah. You said it better. Cause I don't you, cause when you I'm sure it was you said great. It better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh. Okay. <laughs> I like to just refer to it as noon o'clock. Yes. Yeah, oh. so right? Like noon thirty or something. Oh, it's noon yeah. thirty, which sounds almost like baby talk, but for some reason people understand. Yeah. Really, yeah. And like, yeah. That doesn't sound weird. And then okay. it's not confusing if it's yeah. a.m. or p.m. You just say yep. it's noon thirty or noon o'clock. Mm-hmm. I think how you explained it was twelve a.m. is the start, start of, of the, the day. day. It's like the refresh. That made more yeah. sense than twelve p.m. being the start of. Halfway. Halfway through the day. Yeah. yeah, no, you used... You used I'll take your... Now. I was I very mean, eloquent, whatever yeah. it was that I said. <laughs> crushed, crushed, yeah. So eloquent. I, yes. Jeff Cantor, Pedro, Pedro. She didn't even again. say AM and PM, she said Antimeridian. Yes, yes. 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 of course. Well, wonderful. Yes. Ad break, but we don't have real ads yet. So here's another fake ad. Spinach. Do you forget that you had a bag of spinach in the fridge? Go check. Use the spinach. Nah, it's gone bad. Oh well. Well, friends, the time has come. What did we talk about today? Time perception. <laughs> that's it. Oh, that's short and sweet. Perfect. Time yeah, nothing else. No, seriously, what the fuck did we talk about today? I don't know, time flew. Yeah. That. yeah. Uh, it was like time perception, how we view time, how how it's measured. How Definitely, measures. Uh, the, you know, circadian rhythm and menstrual cycles came in there. Yeah. Male hormonal cycles. I've got to do some uh, some checking in with myself about things. Yeah. We talked about the question of when did military time become a thing. Mm-hmm. So just quantifiable things we can look up. Right. As, as well as like alternate universes. Sure. That's very yeah. uh, researchable. Time travel. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. a lot of comic books here. It's, there's a couple. Yeah, great yes. for research. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, yeah. Why does time fly when you're having fun, right? That that old adage, cl- cliche or whatever. What, what part of it is neurological? Yeah. What part of it is uh, the social construct of time? I think like what's happening in our brain, like is you know, is, is the medulla doing us a favor? 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Answer that. I feel like the conclusions we reach are that like comes down to engagement and also like the freedom to not have to focus on time. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. When time is no longer a thing we have to think about. I would love to maybe look into a little bit of meditation of like training yourself. How do you not be aware of time? Like I'm. Fu- I, I want to be with my thoughts, right? I'm not trying to like reach nirvana. I just want to be calmed out while I'm doing it. I would say you are halfway there, so maybe don't worry too hard with your time blindness. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, time management. Yeah. It's a whole different topic. No, no, that's this topic. <laughs> What's it called? What, what percentage of people are late? Mm. We had time blindness. Yeah. yeah that's that was such a nice excuse for What's me. the clinical exactly. diagnosis? Well, I mean, there's... You know, CPT, but I also think there's Jewish people time. Oh, a hundred percent. There's a reason the desert took 40 years. Thank you. <laughs> and it wasn't just because it was well, hot. Well, and it's also or like... because we pissed off God. Well, yeah, and, and, right, I mean, right. I, there's no shortage of relatives who would be like, what's the hurry? What are you running for? You're going to get sweaty. That, that was what I always <laughs> yeah. say. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, fair. You that's don't fair. want bunions in the desert. Mm, yeah. Or anywhere, really. <laughs> but especially in the desert, you're right. Yeah. 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 But what did we learn today? Friends. Nothing. <laughs> and then from this side of the table. Oh, nothing. Nothing as well. Nothing at all. I'm I'm even more in the weeds than I was Never to begin with. Never learn anything, which is how I like it. All right, I'll give you each one time pun to play us out. <laughs> I, I, I'm much more interested in sage and parsley perception. Oh, d- <laughs> Clocked that. <laughs> <laughs> With Curious Becky and Curious Jed Talking about the stuff that's not in their head You could watch another podcast and learn stuff instead But it's Reverse Cyclopedia Encyclopedia is produced and edited by Jed Kravisky and Becky Fleckner and is part of Artisan Place Media. The theme song is written and performed by Sam Kwetniak. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Reverse Cyclopedia.